How's everybody doing? Apologies, um, as usual, like a, like a podcasting. I'm in um, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, I came here Sunday, I think I probably... Or no, I came here Saturday. Um, I arrived. The Probably the hardest part about the trip was I flew in Saturday night. Um, got the... Um, I think I got into Lake Charles about 10.30. Um, got to where I was going about 11. Had traveled all day. <clears throat> then you have a two-hour time difference so although it was earlier for me instead like instead of being 11 o'clock it was nine o'clock um i had to pretty much go straight to bed um because you're up the next morning at 5 a.m which is 3 a.m in flagstaff um so it's just a strange like i had to go and do i'm kind of running out of sundays you could say um so i had to do like 23 miles um which again isn't like isn't crazy but you know, you've traveled the day before. Travel was fine, went really well. Um, but you've traveled and, you know, then you've got a, you're getting up at might be five o'clock here. But, you know, if I'd have stayed in Flagstaff, it would have been three o'clock in the morning for me. And that's where my time clock was on. So pretty tired Sunday morning, but got 23 mile run done. Um, first day in the humidity for what had it been like two months or something since the last time I was here. Um, it actually wasn't too bad. I think the guys were saying it was a sort of cooler day for here, so it was probably like I don't think it got above eighty degrees. Um, and having now ran in like eighty five and stuff, I I can tell I got quite lucky that first day, and definitely lucky that that was like my longest run that I'll do here, even though it was day one. But as a professional you don't always get the luxury of like i don't know you know oh i'll just do 15 miles this week and um like maybe like the longer one the next week because everything kind of fits into a plan and you know for me to get another three weeks back at altitude i could only come for eight days um and so there's not a lot you can squeeze into eight days and i also wanted to get a like a high quality tempo sort of session done um which i'm gonna do friday so not even high quality sorry just like a longer sort of tempo i I, in most of my build-ups i do like a three times five mile type morning um and i don't like i kind of move from a little bit slower than marathon effort to gradually kind of get into marathon effort and then maybe even finish with couple of miles beyond marathon effort you could say um so i'm gonna do that friday assuming everything's okay but i it was either do that day one or do the 23 miler day one and so um obviously i chose to do the single 23 miler where there was no like emphasis on speed or anything like that um one of the one of the big things here is just you know you're you're running i did I did like a test run on Monday there. I did 10 miles. I didn't drink any fluids. And um, I think I lost just under three kilograms. Um, So it worked out at like four and a half percent my body weight that I had lost, which according to like most scales, not weighing scales, but most like hydration scales and running, you're you're really starting to go into a sort of like state where performance decreases quite a lot. And I noticed that, 
there's a massive like everyone if you google i think it's called the boar shift um heart rate will move about seven to ten beats on a run my heart rate's been moving like 20 beats so if in the first four mile my heart rate's at 130 you'll find by mile 10 or 11 my heart rate's sitting at 150 you know it goes up 20 beats which is huge i think a lot of that is to do with dehydration um and that's what happens when you start to get dehydrated you know speed can slow um heart rate can go up and and you can generally just feel a lot worse um i did a 12 mile run this morning again with no fluids um and obviously this is why i came now because i knew i could fuck around i suppose a little bit you could say in the in the final two weeks before doha you don't want to be fucking around with hydration and um I would imagine today I probably went into the run a little bit dehydrated. Um, I did a double session day yesterday. Um, I don't know that I've been... Like, it's really fucking hard to drink as much as you have to. Um, you know, you're you're finishing a run, and, and like I said, you've, you've lost three and a half liters maybe of fluid. And I don't know, what are you supposed to drink a day? Like, what do you, I think you're supposed to drink like four liters a day as it is. And then you've done a double session, so there's six liters. You know, you're up at ten liters a day or something. It's, it's, um, yeah. There's a locking on. So I would imagine one of the keys to Doha is making sure you go into the race hydrated before the gun even goes. I'm gonna guesstimate that twenty five percent of the field will go into the race dehydrated. Um, and then if you do a little bit of research, like I've been doing, and um, also practice um, you figure out how much your body can pretty much absorb the thing I'm most curious about and if anybody knows the answer like get in touch with me I know there's a limit to how much you can drink and absorb right so I've, I've been researching that and I've read quite a lot about it um, I'm curious if you can I know if you overdrink, you can flush the body a little bit, which obviously you don't want to do. I'm curious, can you... <laughs> the dogs are barking at the TV because there's tigers and gladiator. Um, I'm curious if you can drink the amount they suggest so that you hy- like you hydrate, you know, as much as, as much as you can. I think you're going to lose about, like I said, about two and a half liters in an hour it looks like you can only really reabsorb about a liter. Um, if that, that's what they're saying is like a maximum. Um, I'm curious if you can drink just to sweat. So I'm, I'm curious if like, you know, if, if, if you, maybe you can't. I think what they were saying is if you, if you start drinking more than a liter an hour, um, you go into like some form of like flushing and then once you go into like this form of flushing your body can't regulate itself and you end up like really fucking struggling and cramping and worse off than had you not drunk anything basically um so there's kind of a lot going on kind of a lot to research a lot more than most marathons that have done in the past um keeping an eye on the doha weather um it it doesn't look as humid as i thought it was going to be now there's still like a month so like things could change but at the minute it's sitting around like 90 degrees fahrenheit which i think is like 32 33 celsius something like that but the humidity is only sitting at like 70 so when i did my double session day 
it was probably 80 Fahrenheit in the morning and 100% humidity. I hated it. That was that was a really tough 400 meter session on the track, and the session itself shouldn't have been tough, but the humidity made it like pretty tough. Um, then that night I did an eight mile tempo, and it was hotter but far less humid, and I much preferred that. Um, much, much, much preferred that. Probably because I've came from Flag, and you know I've been running in that sort of like heat. So. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I'll cover both because if it's like humid and a little bit hot, well, I've been to Louisiana. Um, if it's just hot and not as humid, well, I've done doubles in Louisiana and I've been in Flagstaff in Arizona for the last like five, six weeks. So um, in terms of temperature, heat, I think I'll be very well prepared. Um, fitness is still good. It, it's very hard to tell when you're in when you get the like bearing in mind i think i've already been in like let's say 62 minute shape for a half marathon at some point in my training i also believe although i haven't done it in a race i also believe there was a window before houston marathon that if i got perfect conditions and didn't go the wrong way and my hamstrings were good i think i could have ran two definitely 213 something maybe even 212 something um and because of that it's not training although good you don't make these huge jumps whereby you get all super excited and you know instead of doing 10 400s in your normal 70 you do it in 65 and you think wow i'm super fit that doesn't really happen um Similarly, I'm now at my fourth week above 100 mile or around 100 mile, but it's not the first time in my career I've done that, so I'm not excited about that either. Um, it's just been solid, solid across the board, um, and I, I can't say enough about that. You just have to, you just have to keep knocking it out, keep getting up, keep taking care of your business. This morning was tough, you know, double session yesterday. And then you wake up this morning, you have to get up at six o'clock because it's hot and you've got to go run 12 miles. Um, these are the days that are tough. Um, these are the days that I think even, I mean, I'm sure everybody has the same. This is like just like getting up early to go to work and stuff. There's, there's days where you're just, it's tough. Um, my body hurts right now. It hurts a lot. Um, I did a, a friend, well, now friend, um, fellow Irishman, um, Carl, he is based in McNeese State, um, went to McNeese State last year, um, came here as a, I think he told me he ran 23, I'm going to say 23.50 for eight kilometers, um, must be cross country, um, was running really well and then had hip problems, um, really bad hip problems actually from the sounds of it, but he basically is still based here and happens to work in a cryotherapy um recovery center you could call it with normatech saunas cryotherapy um that's a really really interesting setup um i i would absolutely love a setup like that in flagstaff it might exist again i don't know um but basically it's the first time i've used cryotherapy um where you you know you get not submerged but you get put in a chamber 
um, like a cylinder, you know, it's just like a circle, um, but quite tall, about the height of yourself, um, and you, you, the temperature goes down to minus one hundred and seventy, um, and it and it just freezes you basically. Um, it, it's really interesting. I, I believe it helps with muscle damage, um, reduced inflammation, all things like this. So that's been useful to have here. Um, it's one thing I'd encourage people. I'm not saying go sign up to cryotherapy, but one thing I would um, encourage anybody is in your current living situation to scout. For all you know, two blocks away, there might be a... First of all, there might be a ice bath place. There might be a place that has saunas. There might be a place that has um, cryotherapy. There might be a place that has Epsom floats. There might be a place that has an underwater treadmill. Um, and if you're going away, you know, check and see, does the hotel have a sauna or a cold tub or, you know, it, it's really, I'm very surprised. <clears throat> I'm actually a bit disappointed with myself because usually when I'm traveling somewhere, the first two things that I Google is cryotherapy and underwater treadmill. Um, but usually it's when I'm going to spend, like I, I remember telling you guys when I was going back to Belfast that I, I'd Googled, you know, like, I, first of all, I Googled the float bath. Then I Googled um, cryotherapy. I only found like ice baths. I didn't actually find the cryotherapy chamber. Um, and then underwater treadmill. But I remember telling you guys that the guy who owned the underwater treadmill was having a part shipped in and it wouldn't be there for a month. Basically, if you can strengthen either where you live or a place that you're planning to spend some time, you know, it's it's a really useful thing. Um, if I was going to spend more time here in the humidity, um, I would have to strengthen this place further. Um, you know, I'd, I, I don't think I could continue running 100 mile a week or more in the humidity. Um, I think my, I, eventually I might get a little bit tired, a little bit dead. Um, I would probably do runs in the gym on the treadmill. Um, I also would miss being able to run sort of like threshold running and tempos without having to sweat so much. Um, so I'd probably jump on the treadmill every now and again for a faster tempo. Um, I do similar in Belfast because of the weather. Um, you know, wind, rain, shit like this. Like every now and again, I'll get Sinai to do like a lab day, you could call it. And I just, it's just a fair test. There's no wind and there's no rain to deal with. You have a bit of company and it, I, I really get to just let loose on the treadmill and see where my fitness is. And we get to write down data like heart rate and lactate and things like this. And, and, I, and I find it pretty useful. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like things are good. Um, I'm, I'm happy with how things are going. I'm happy with the rhythm that I'm in. Um, the double session day on Tuesday wasn't planned. Um, I just wasn't satisfied with how that morning went. I did the 2400s. Um, it was good that I was at least running 67 to 69. So the speed was faster than obviously the marathon pace, even half marathon pace. It was quicker than I had done the 800s on the track when I did the 2800s with the Japanese team. Um, obviously, it was quicker than that because that was 7,000 feet. And um, we ended up probably averaging like 222 to 226, I'm going to say. Um I knew I needed to do something faster than that. Like I don't like more than a month going where I haven't done 
like a 10k or even like 8k to 12k type session which is probably what 2400s is it's probably like if you're going to race an 8k cross country or an 8k or 10k on the track you want to have done 400s at a fairly decent clip um i just wasn't happy with how tough the humidity was and so I couldn't float the 100 meter jog as quick as I usually do. So it usually becomes a really solid day for me when I do the 2400s because I'm basically doing a 400. Often I get right down to like 64, 65 pace for 400. And then I'm doing a 100 meter float fairly quick. Um, and and yeah, like I, I it ends up a really solid morning. I just found getting up at 5.15, I got up at 5.15 a.m., I was probably on the track running my first rep at 6.15 a.m. And I just, you know, my first rep was a 72 and it, fuck, it felt like a 65. Um, And that was obviously my slowest of the day. I think I ran the next one in 68 and then the rest followed. Um, But I was just actually a bit pissed off about that session in the morning. I, I, I wasn't completely satisfied that I had sort of like, and I came off a pretty big, you know, 2800s Friday, 23 miles Sunday, but my body felt fine. Um, if anything, it felt good. Um, I went and did my warm up and I decided that I would do between six miles and eight miles at like marathon effort. And I know that's around 515 to 520 pace here um, without tapering. Um, I set off and, you know, I just felt good. It, it was definitely tougher in the last two miles, but I was well capable of running it. I mean, I think I ran the last two miles in 5.15. So um, we're, we're capable of far more than we, the, I'm not going to say than we let on, but we're capable of far more and far faster than we give ourselves credit for. Um, I've been listening to the Audible Endure recently, and it's really good. It really taps into that. Um, you know, everybody knows themselves, and they know that you can always like muster the final mile pretty good, or you can always run the last rep a bit faster. Um, I really think that's an area to tap into, is learning to extract more out of your body than you thought was capable that it was capable of um i think it's one of my skills one of my assets is to be able to do slightly harder training at times but difficult to combine track stuff with tempo that night that kind of might have been a mistake because my calves are pretty beat up today and my quads are pretty tired today um but there's no rules like i've told you i love in running that you get on the start line. <clears throat> it doesn't matter who you're lining up next to. Let's say I'm lining up next to Gale and Rupp. Um, there was no rules in the build-up. So if he's been running 120 mile a week and he did sessions every Tuesday, Friday and a decent long run Sunday and six of those days he did double sessions and not only was he running 120 mile a week, he did his gym three days a week and not only did he do his gym three days a week he went on the underwater treadmill for 20 mile a week and um i don't know you know his nutrition was really good and all the rest of it just a sec there's no rules so me and him are standing two to two on the start line i averaged 90 mile a week or 95 i went to gym three times a week some weeks but most of the weeks only once i did yoga three times a week 
some weeks, but usually only twice. You see what I mean? You see where I'm going with this? Like, there's no excuses on the start line and there's no fucking rules. If he beats you, you can't, there's no, you don't get like a piece of paper at the finish line that says, all right, um, if you just want to list in the notes section what training you couldn't do, we'll take that into consideration and we might bump you up a few places. Doesn't fucking exist. Um, I have these ambitions that I can come like, definitely like top 20 at world champs but like i have half an eye thinking like oh my god imagine i could scrape into the top 10 because how tough the, the conditions are going to be and and i believe how well i'm going to be prepared based on altitude heat humidity etc etc um but you're not giving it um a you're not giving it on race day you need to race your fucking heart out and you probably are risking being carried off in a stretcher and dehydration and muscle cramping and fucking up your body so that that's a thing that's going that could happen and um, but also b you're not giving it in the training build-up either like this these results aren't handed out you have to you have to fucking earn these results and yesterday for me it was just a day that i felt like i could go and put in um a bit more hard work i felt like i'd really enjoy it um i also sort of thought that it fucking hurts just running in humidity anyway um and i kind of thought maybe cracking on with a tempo might have sort of felt a bit nicer than just jogging around in the humidity i'm telling you it's really tough and i'm sure there's guys listening experience that every day and um, maybe i was right i ended up averaging 517 for an eight mile um marathon effort run and you know fuck happy days job done um so yeah hopefully this will be i i hope thursday friday saturday sunday i have four more days right now in the humidity um friday's a big day for me and then sunday is a slightly lesser run i'm just going to do 20 miles um and then Haas is adamant that i'll do 25 a week later in flagstaff so that'll be an absolute fucking bundle of joy um but there you go guys i i appreciate as always you listening um that's about all all i can say today um sorry i again i haven't been totally on top of it i am really tired i'm sleeping so much and um, my routine is i go to bed about 9 9 30 i usually lay in bed and relax for a while then i pass out and um, i kind of have a rule that by like 9 15 9 30 my laptop's off and my phone's down i mean you've got to get up here at 5 a.m 5 30 so like i need to be on top of that um, and it's, it would be like massively unprofessional me not to be um then i get up i have a coffee i do my best to drink a bottle of fluid um and then I get going, I go run this morning, I left at 7.30, I, I ended up on my laptop messing about for ages, and then I was like, oh shit, it's 7.30 already, and so by the time I finished the run, it was probably like 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and I was fucked this morning, I was really tired, honestly, the last three mile, I was, I was having to like, get just get through one more mile, <laughs> just get through one more mile, and then I got back, and I had lost like seven pounds in weight, so I'm not surprised, um, but yeah, that's my routine. And then I tend to like, I have a quick shower and then I go back to bed for about two hours and then I get up at about 11. And then I, I if I'm going to stretch and, and footer around and then I just hang out with 
um, Johnny and Amy and the dogs and stuff. Um, it's it's pretty fun. Um, I like coming here. I really like coming here. I think this is the kind of place that, you know, I'd feel right at home if I lived here. Um, I, I know I would struggle with the humidity if... Um, if it was every single day, like I really would. And I would start finding getting up at five o'clock in the morning tough, but you know, like everything you get used to it. And it's, it's a really nice thing to be able to come back and have a wee second sleep. Um, actually there's been some days I've had that second sleep and then I've had a nap in the afternoon too. Um, I'm definitely putting in hours of sleep and I think that helps me stay healthy and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, look, um, thanks for listening. Um, not long to go or what is it like five weeks um till world champs i go back the altitude this sunday and um, back up to flagstaff and then i'm gonna do three weeks i believe um so three weeks this sunday but i'm doing philadelphia half marathon so I, I i think i'm back for two weeks and then i fly to philadelphia race the half marathon fly back to flagstaff and then i've got an extra um 10 days maybe in altitude and then i go to lake charles for that final pretty much final week and then i fly straight from houston which is really close to lake charles well two hours drive or so and i fly from houston to um, doha um, and fuck then i'll be so nervous Um, but yeah look lots to look forward to Um, hope you're all good thanks for listening